Hey everyone, it's Alexa. And Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about the bear. Before we get into the bear, I have uh, an announcement to make to the listeners. I don't know how exciting it'll be to you because it's something you haven't seen, but I'm sure there's people out there that are happy. And I know Kate from Amateur Critics will be happy. I have started watching Game of Thrones. I have to be honest. I feel a little betrayed by this. Why? Not not betrayed that you're watching, but betrayed that you didn't tell me you were starting to watch. Well, I wanted it to be a surprise for the podcast. Oh, okay. I That's wanted to t- tell you on the air. I always knew this day would come eventually. I didn't know when. I, there was no preparation. I was just, I had finished a second watch of The Bear. <laughs> and I was looking for my next thing. And I was thinking about, did I want to rewatch something else? What was I feeling? I know we're maybe getting to watch Girls soon. Did I want to start that? And I was like, I think I'm finally ready. The time has come. Yeah. How many episodes in are you? I am on the final episode of season one. Do you like it? I really, really like it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have to watch it then. I mean, I have no idea if it's a show you'll like. I think you'll know pretty quickly, though. So you could give it a shot. But it's nothing I would force you to watch because I think that you need to. I have seen the first episode. Okay. And I thought it was very boring. I can but see that. I would be willing to give it another chance. If you do end up loving it, uh-huh. it would be a shame to not talk about it on the podcast. What's interesting about it is because I was a person that doesn't care about being spoiled and because it was so ubiquitous in the culture, there's a lot of stuff I I know already. Like I knew basically everything that happened in the first season. I already knew going into it. I Wow, I know not a single thing. There are things that I know buzzwords, but I don't know what they mean. Because I think people overestimate how easy it is to be spoiled by something, especially with a show like this where there are so many characters and so many names. Because you could tell me something, and if I haven't seen the show, it, it it's, it's yeah. meaningless. It doesn't mean yes. anything to me. So even though you're telling me what happens, I don't – it's not a spoiler because unless it's somebody dying and I happen to remember that person's name, it's not a spoiler because I don't remember anything. Like I know Red Wedding. I know that's a thing. Same. But I don't know what that is. I know – I think a bunch of people I know somebody die at important it. dies. Yeah. I think a bunch of people – I think okay. that's why it's called the Red Wedding. I, but I don't – that's it. That's all I know. I don't know when that happens. I don't know if it's soon. I don't know if it's like many seasons in. And then I know a lot of stuff that happens in the final season. Um, So I'm sure when I said that I was watching it, a bunch of people just like groaned in exasperation like for me because they know what hell awaits me in the final two seasons. That's what when I was started watching it, that was the first thing my dad said. He was like, oh, you're doing this to yourself. That's what he said as as he walked through (laughs) the room (laughs) because because I know what awaits me. That it's an incredibly unsatisfying, bad, bad ending. I wish that we had some sort of recording of your dad's commentary on it. <laughs> I everything. need to like mic the the room <laughs> where I watch TV. 
just to get his uh because it's not just what he says it's the way he says it that's Mm -hmm. so funny yeah so he's been giving me he's been walking in and out of it because he refuses to rewatch it even though he loved it so much because he's so angry about how it ended so now he's getting to experience the things that he did like without having to really rewatch it so he he comes in for scenes that he likes and stuff like that (laughs) i will say it's incredibly dense there's stuff i don't even pretend to know what's going on so but so far i really really like it I always knew it was coming for me. It was just a matter of when. It seems like a show you would like. I just want it on the record, by the way. We are 20 days into this new year and I've already watched three shows for the first time. I don't want to say anything because I'm afraid of of somehow interrupting your momentum. So yeah. I'm just letting it be what it <laughs> yeah. is. I'm not making suggestions. I'm not asking questions. <laughs> I don't know where it'll take me next. I don't know. I don't want to scare it away. I don't know what this is, but... <laughs> So on that note, the bear, a TikTok clip finally sucked me in. I I was scrolling. What clip was it that made it happen? It was it was the second to last episode of season one when the machine starts printing all the pre-orders that were accidentally that is left so on. Un- Unbelievably stressful. Holy shit. It was the climax of the first season, and I was like, oh, this show is way different than I kind of thought it was. I thought it was... What did you expect? I I didn't expect anything because I hadn't seen, I think, any clips from it. I just knew it was something that took place at a restaurant. I I knew he was a chef, and I just didn't know it was so fast-paced and energetic. I thought it was slower. I thought it was more meditative and not boring. I thought it was more like a thoughtful show. I actually have a question about that. One of my criticisms of the show, and I and I do love it, and I'm excited for season three, but... I was gonna, actually going to ask that because I wasn't sure if you did love it. I actually found it to be incredibly, almost unbearably slow. And I get what you mean as far as the energy, because there's like a lot of frenetic energy uh-huh. a lot of the time. But the plot itself, I thought if it took... I don't know how many episodes are in the first season, eight, ten, however... Yeah. I think eight. I, think I felt like those could have been four episodes. That is so everything that was there was good, but it was so 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 stretched out. That is so I, interesting because that never even occurred to me. I guess I am not watching it for plot. To me, it's one of those shows, and I think why I love it so much. It's very like lost in that way, where it's completely character driven, and I think season two really doubles down on that. Where each where each episode is devoted to one of them. I do agree, but even then, I noticed I thought this especially when watching season two, there were certain full scenes of dialogue that I thought could have come completely out. Tell me anything about who these characters are. They didn't move the story along. They didn't develop anything. Do you have like one ex- exam, like just so I can I have I did. Um, an idea? Like, I guess one of the examples is the very end of the final episode of season two when he's stuck in the walk-in. Uh-huh. All of that was great. It made sense. It needed to be there, but it took so long. Whoever was outside of the walk-in with the guy who ended up using that tool to get it open they have some sort of back and forth interaction that i'm like yeah okay all right yeah like we, let's go oh, like let's open like what do you, you got, so like you're not saying anything of substance like move it along if you don't have anything to say stop putting dialogue in there just for the hell of it but i have seen so so many people talk about this show mm-hmm. and i am convinced that it is totally totally me 
Because I haven't seen a single person say that they feel this way. There are high highs and low lows. Because I I watched it through the first time, tore through it in two days. And then I, when we decided that we were going to do this episode, I wanted to rewatch it a little slower. And there were episodes in season two specifically that I wanted to skip. T- tell me more about what you loved. Because I feel like I just battered it. No. And I, didn't, I don't no. mean to do that. No, I, and I also don't think that you did. What I really loved is that the show doesn't feel like it's holding our hand through anything. They don't introduce anybody in a way that is like, this is Rachel and she's blah, blah, blah. Like they are dropping you into places in the middle of these people's lives and you just have to catch up and i i can't remember the last time i've actually seen a show like that the the attention to detail is incredible and i can't wait to see it go forward so that i can go back and see what they already wove through because i already in two seasons and 18 episodes have seen stuff in season one that came back in season two like there are pictures like Jamie Lee Curtis being their mom, there are pictures of her in the beginning of season two, even though she's not revealed until the end of season two. And then there's mentions of people's names that we meet later. Like they talk about um their cousins, um Stevie and whoever Sarah Paulson plays. They mention those characters in season one, and then they we see them in season two. Lee, cousin Lee or Uncle Lee, whoever um Bob Odenkirk plays that fights with Michael in the Christmas episode. We don't even know who he is. They don't even clue us in. They still haven't clued us in. He has a, a, a clearly a rich, aggressive history with most of the people in the family, but we don't know his relation at all. Makes mentioned things that they all know about, but we don't. When he's fighting with Michael, he has a couple of jabs about stories we haven't heard. It sort of lets us either imagine what it is or gives us something to look forward to that maybe eventually we'll see more about or we'll hear more about. And I think that is what makes the show what it is. So how did you feel watching it? This cast is great. This has potential to be interesting. They're missing something. And I thought to myself, like, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. And I got to the end and I thought, you know what? Yeah, that was good. I'm looking yeah. forward to season two. And then I went through season two and I kind of felt the same way. I mm-hmm. thought I felt like this is good. All the not no pun intended, all the ingredients are there, <laughs> but something about it is not it's not, not emulsifying. <laughs> it's just <laughs> oh, I'm being so cheesy, but it just I don't know. There was just it, it there was just like it was like one piece was missing for me that was going to bring it all together. And I just couldn't find it. I couldn't get there. With that said, there were plenty of scenes that I thought were incredible mm-hmm. and and really meaningful moments. And like the like you said, the individual episodes, Marcus's episode, I could have watched a whole season of that. He, first of all, anyone on this cast deserved an award. It's him. Lionel Boyce, he should have been not. He's the best yeah. actor on the cast. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> he is so beautifully vulnerable and and thoughtful in the way he portrays this character. Mm-hmm. There's such a softness to him. I love him and I loved that episode so much. I love in the first season when they show him sparked by inspiration. Oh. And flashbacks. I copied them out of your books. I mean, if it's too much, I could take it down. No, no, it looks good. The colors are wild. It gets me thinking. Orange, chef. Yeah, totally. 
I love to see the progression of him becoming inspired and wanting to just be better and better and better. And then in season two, I love in one of the first episodes, he goes to Sydney and tells her that he needs more inspiration. And she's like, Yo, Chef, hmm. I need more um, inspiration. What do you mean? Look at all these books you gave me. All the cookbooks? All of them. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll think on it. Cool. Cool. She has the idea to send him to Copenhagen because he needs more to see him grow into what he does and then the beautiful desserts that he creates. And he was responsible for the one time that I cried. Bonus edition special savory dish. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wait one second. This one is a little bit of all of us. Everything that we all kind of know about each other and... I wouldn't know any of you if I didn't work at the beef. I just want to call the Michael. It was the one of the greatest moments of the whole two seasons. The way he delivers it and the way he explains it, how it's a piece of all of them and how they all wouldn't be there if it wasn't for this and it's a part of all of them. And he explains how all the ingredients represent that and, and then Carmen asks him what it's called. And I love that Carmen responds to him and he's like, you can throw down and because that's what Marcus said to him the first time he had tasted something that was really good. Incredible. And you're right. It's just, it's little things that just blow me away and there were so many of them in those last couple of episodes that scene at the end when sid is behind the restaurant throwing up and her dad is there telling her he's proud of her i, I, I knew you were busy and i was trying not to no, bother you no come on no uh it's fine it incredible absolutely incredible baby it's the thing. I well, that's what I want for the whole show. Those little pieces are what I want the whole thing to be. To me, the best episode uh, is Richie's episode. Forks. <laughs> he's my. He's probably my favorite character. I love his dynamic with Thack. Their scenes are so freaking funny when they're when they have to clean the room with all the lockers. Now, before we can execute a deep clean, we got to peel all this paint. That's what I just said. Yeah, but what you didn't say, what you didn't say is that there's no reason to move these lockers twice. Marcus, we got putty? We have to move everything out before we scrape. Richard, you're not listening. Look, I don't want to choose sides, but it seems like moving the lockers is the best way to do this. Wow. Marcus, I never thought I'd see the day where you'd form an actual alliance with Neil Jeff. All right, Richie, it's not an alliance. It's just like common sense. It sounded like an alliance. No, no, it's just like common sense. Move the lockers first. I'm watching a guy who does this shit all the fucking time. He just tarps over. I'm trying to save your lizard some moves here. Tell you what, you take half the guys in the dining room. There's only three guys. I need all the hands to move the lockers out right now. Okay, fine. We'll do it your way. You take uh, two guys. It's still your fucking way. No, it's not my fucking way. There's not sides. There's one way. It's the fucking right way. Watch this. One of my favorite scenes with them is when Fack is asking him. There, he's he's in the middle of trying to fix the toilet. That's always this is perpetually broken, and he's asking Richie if he thinks that Carm would let him work there, like like really work there. And Richie's like, "Well, what do you mean, Carm? Like, I'm." Um, HR, like you're gonna have to go through me, and, and he's like, <laughs> "What? What are you gonna bring to the job?" In fact, starts like nervously, ris- like listing all of the qualities. I graduated high school. Good start. Be serious, man. I'm being serious. What might you bring to the beef as a new employee? I got hearth. 
What's hearth? I'm nervous, man. I got heart. Oh, you're going to need brain. Now, do you have any special skills or abilities aside from being a fucking stroke? Well, A, I'm not a fucking stroke. And B, I'm really good on the keyboard. No, A, you are. And B, no, you're not. Well, A, yes, I am. And B, I joined a jazz fusion class, so in your face. A, I've heard you fucking play, and you're fucking terrible. And C, it's a fucking restaurant. Why do I give a fuck that you play the keyboard? I'm a hard worker. I'm a nice guy. I got a great vibe. Fuck your vibe. Don't ever fuck my vibe. I swear to God, I will fuck anything I want to fuck. You are not being nice. You will not fuck me. Mm-hmm. And then they get into a physical fight through the restaurant after that i love them and to see him beat down and then built back up and finally understand what every everybody else has understood from season one why they're there and the respect and and what it means to be a part of the of the kitchen and this team and this restaurant and everybody else had kind of gotten there he hadn't had that moment where it clicked and to finally see him get it and then be this new version of himself was just unreal. It was almost like we watched him step into adulthood. Yeah. I think he's struggled with aimlessness his whole life. And it took that experience to turn him a little bit yeah. to find where the path. It's like the path had always been there. He was just yeah. looking the wrong way. I love what he says to Sugar when he's apologizing to her. He says, I think for a long time, I didn't really know where I fit, you know, and I would shove myself into like places and things where I definitely did not fit. And I think that that probably definitely made things worse. I just thought that was so poignant that he had fought, like identified that about himself and was apologizing to her for that because he realized yeah. how, how specifically it had hurt her because she's a person that like can't handle that that's incredible growth really it really is and then he wears suits and and then, and i love he is so defensive of it where he's like i gotta wear suits now like don't like say anything but everybody's <laughs> like but everybody's like no man it's cool like you look great okay let me say one thing before you start laughing at me i don't hear anybody laughing g i get it why are you wearing a suit why are you covered in shit? I was fixing the gas line. Well, I wear suits now. That's so sick. Richie, yeah. baby, you just came from a funeral? Yeah, a funeral of all my enemies. No, I wear suits now, T. Oh, shit. You wear them well, Papa. <laughs> Your suit is, is nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I wear suits now. Nice. You smell good. Oh. Thanks. Uh, nice. And when Sugar says, like, that's why you're wearing the suit? Um... I'm wearing a suit because it makes me feel better about myself. That's really beautiful. And I think also it, it just reminded me, I remember in the past in my life, in my early 20s, I had times where I realized that maybe I wanted to change or grow in some way. And I almost had a fear of it because everyone knew me as a certain person in a certain way. And I didn't really know how to be comfortable in that, knowing that other people would see a difference mm -hmm. in me. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to learn how to how to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I think that we see in him. And yeah. when he's uncomfortable about when he's like, oh, I wear suits now, like, don't yeah. you know, it's like it's like that's a, a remnant that's falling away. Of yeah. Now he's understanding that he not only can he grow and change. But that the people in his life can adjust to it and accept him for it too. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. And then to see him 
learn in that episode when um he's at the restaurant the does that person the person who's like directing the expo like does that have a mm-hmm. person have a name like do that does Wait, that what's ch- an expo that's what the that's what they call the um oh the, i didn't know that the thing i only know it from this that's the because that's what they call it the, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the thing with the tickets does that person who does that job have a name i'm sure they do but i don't know what it is this says um according to the <laughs> i just searched it and it, oh. so um when he's shadowing the expediter and then he gets to do it at the restaurant because carmen's in the in the walk-in chef what are all these different colors mean orange is a dietary restriction yellow is out of town green is a vip and blue means kitchen tour and what about those notes table 15 likes to eat faster so we speed up their tickets 23 likes it slower so we add an extra moves not to back up the kitchen 22 doesn't like people to speak to them how do you know that know what about the people eating we have a designated staff member that researches each guest yeah wiretap those motherfuckers what's that ticking wait list minute somebody no shows or cancels we pull somebody up how do they get here that fast oh we'll send a car gangster okay this shit is crazy how do you do this all day i need you to stand in that corner and get the fuck out of my way for one minute five Distillation, eyes on four. 24, walking in five. Two, tasting a moose on deck. Get them out fast, please. Thank you. I love the adrenaline coursing through my body when when (laughs) him and Sydney are like figuring out what they're going to do because they have the tickets are backing up and everyone's freaking out. And he just looks at Sydney and he's like, what are we going to do? They bust it out. Yeah. Okay. Chefs, listen up. Let's look alive. Yeah. I'm going to plug everybody in. All right. Let's hustle. Let's listen to the sound of my voice and the sound of Richie's. We're going to do this. Yeah. Yes, chef. Great. Oh, I think I got to turn this I think you're right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. We have five minutes to do this thing. We're fucked. All right. Okay. Five minutes. I got you, Chef. Great. T, I want you to help me set plates, please. Yes, Chef. Thank you. Drive. There were so many short bursts like that like another one like right before in the in the second to last episode of season two before they open the doors and they're checking all the tables and making sure everything's right i love it oh my god it was so exciting and then he asks Sid- sydney to say the words and she says let it rip and the episode ends god okay 15 minutes stagger mm-hmm. 30 minutes till we're packed 45 minutes till we're in the shit for the guy the guy her mother of victory hi friends chef sydney yo ready arm your ship now captain say the word chef You know what I'm realizing? I'm at a point in my life where I don't really want excitement. (laughs) 
I don't want intensity. I don't want excitement. I want things to be calm and nice. <laughs> One thing that did bother me overall is um Carmen and Sydney's dynamic. Yeah. It is so unhealthy and so toxic to the point that it is almost unbearable to watch. If I had to see her one more time wanting to say something to him and struggling and holding herself back, I was going to scream. Catherine? I don't know. Just say it. Fucking he, say it. And he needs me. that. He needs someone to just say it. Just That's say it. Just say it. But then on the flip side of that, I feel as though everybody, everybody at the show treat Carmen as if he is supposed to be the person who's like holding everybody up. I, I have news. Like he is, <laughs> he is ill-equipped, unprepared, and unqualified for this position. And the most important piece in that is... It doesn't seem, unless I miss something, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like anybody has truly acknowledged that. It would be one thing yes. if they were like, we, he's, he is ill-equipped, he's not prepared, but mm -hmm. he is who we need to look to because we don't have any other choice. Mm -hmm. It almost seemed like nobody realized yes. that. It's like he is traumatized, he is struggling, and they just keep piling on him and are mad at him when he doesn't perform i'm like you guys what are you doing it's like they have somebody with a broken arm as a center fieldsman I, i'm i'm like what is going on sugar at one point tiptoes around it in the first couple of episodes that he's not talking about what's going on with him and michael and all of that and then she has a couple conversations with him and is like all right i guess i'm satisfied you seem fine no he's not fine he has a lot of things that he still needs to work through and you guys want more and more and more and more from him and he doesn't have it to give he's on the verge of a breakdown 90 percent of the time and i'm surprised that it hasn't happened more than it does and the the, the fact that they're all so frustrated and mad at him when he doesn't do stuff that i don't understand why they're not acknowledging that he's not okay <laughs> It's so weird. In in the first season, him and Sugar have a conversation in the office because Sugar's mad that she has he hasn't been returning her calls. She's mad that he never asks how she is. And he explains to her that I guess all the time I feel like I'm kind of trapped because I can't describe how I'm feeling. So to ask somebody else how they're feeling, that just seems uh I don't know, insane. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You know, you're uh, you're right. I want to know how you're feeling. And it's never resolved or revisited. That never changes. He never gets any help or feels any better. And we just move on. In one of the final episodes of season two, when him and Sydney are in the kitchen and he's going through like the drawings and and Sydney's like she actually has like a funny line she's like what is this are we are we drawing are we doing drawings now well no I just I had to draw these because we didn't have the heat so I couldn't you had you. to draw them so then you like whip out these fucking Sistine Chapel like this, yeah. there's like shading here right okay just and he's redoing the menu and he's talking through it and she's making all the jabs about Claire and Claire and I we, we were talking about it last night and, and she helped me realize that maybe I was clinging on to some things that 
I don't know, maybe I just, I, I don't care that much about anymore, right? And this is good, right? Because this is, this is what you wanted. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, great. Tell Claire I said thank you then. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yo, why are you being like that? What's up? I just, um, I didn't know that we were, like, running our menu by Claire. We're not running the menu by Claire. Should I send my revised cogs to your girlfriend? You don't need to send anything. She's not my girlfriend. So she's not even your girlfriend. And we're, like, arranging this menu. She's not arranging anything, and she's not looking at the menu. This is what you wanted originally, and that's what I'm giving you. It's so awesome. And I'm sorry. I, like, fucking, like, hated cannolis my whole life. Stop. But then they stop, and he's, like what like what is the problem what's going on are we good are we not good you seem angry what's going on i'm trying my best all right like wh- wherever I'm, I'm 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 fucking up just let me know i'm 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 fucking up because i am like i'm no you know i'm trying i know that you're trying i see that you're trying obviously okay. you're fucking doing these beautiful drawings obviously you're trying it's, right yeah okay so we're like we're okay we're back we're good good we're good yes okay I just think you need to decide. What do you mean? What do I need to decide? I mean, many things, but chief among them might be if this person is your girlfriend or your friend that's a girl. Yeah, So right. That's, I'm being shitty. I mean, not great. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's not happy because he's not being clear Correct. about what's really going to be happening. And right. she's not. Right, but she's also not, not being, being right. Clear. But you're not being. But then she's not really clear about what's actually bothering her either. So then they just and then they just sweep it under the rug again and move on. I guess. I mean, of course, we know this is all intentional. But as I'm hearing you talk about this, it's making me think about how much like a dysfunctional family it really is. Yeah, I guess that's true. And so then when we get to the Christmas episode and we know before that, of course, that this family, the fam- the actual family yeah. has always been like this. Mm-hmm. But when we see it, we realize like, this is why all, all of these people are this way. Yeah. And this is why the people who already worked in the restaurant end up being this way as well. Because mm-hmm. you hire the kind of personalities that you're used to. Yeah. I'm surprised that you were able to get through that episode and actually the show itself because there is so much uh, sound repetition. I actually had a lot of trouble with it. I needed a break after. I, when I finished that one, I was like, I, I watched it in like three separate I, parts. I, 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 when, it, when it was over, I was done. I needed a break. I was like, okay, wow. Another one that I thought was phenomenally done, but it was too drawn out. It could have been 15 minutes shorter. See, that one I liked because it felt like dinner. It felt like the length. It felt like it was happening in a, in a real-time fashion where it was at, like we were at Christmas dinner. So that yeah. one I liked for that I reason. do have a question mm. about Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Yeah. I understand all of the feelings she was having. Mm -hmm. And I know how common that is, actually, for a lot of women feeling underappreciated and Mm -hmm. and busting your ass and, and, you know, everything that she said. So what was it about this dinner that brought her there? Um, To me, it seemed like it was something that happens every dinner from the way. Okay. Okay. That actually makes sense because that's why nobody was reacting to her behavior. Yeah, because it it. seemed like um, 
the reason that I think that is because when the, when she finally gets to the table, when she finally, which by the way, was like chilling. When she comes in after that really intense scene with her and Carmen in the kitchen, and she's like, do we have a fucking problem? After that scene, when they're in, in the dining room and, and the whole thing has been going on with Michael and the fork, and then she walks in. And she has the wine in her hand, and she's like the happiest we've seen her in the whole episode. Well, there she is. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What did I miss? <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> I missed something. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, thank Stevie, you. Stevie's about to say grace. Oh, good. Yes. No. It was. It sent like a chill up my spine when she walks in. Then there were a couple of comments. Before she comes in about what do we think she's going to do. Maybe about all I can handle to us since it's getting dark. God, you got that feeling? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got that feeling. I'm right there with you. And then when she finally does lose her mind and screams and leaves the room. Oh, Natalie. Rose Brazado. Do you know how much I fucking hate when you ask that? Do you know how much I fucking hate? Do you ask me that? Okay. Do do you ask the rest of these people if they're okay? Do I not look okay, Natalie? Not really. Oh fuck you, Michelle. I do not look okay. Did I not just bust my ass all day? For you motherfuckers. I didn't mean it like that. This is beautiful. Am I okay? Am I okay? Are you motherfuckers okay? Somebody says something like, I guess we all knew that was going to happen. So it's out and uh, maybe everybody everybody can relax, huh? Yeah, that's... uh... That's the worst that I've out. ever seen her. <laughs> oh, this was this is the millionth time we've seen her do this. It was like a, a typical cycle of behavior. The only thing I will say is that it does seem like Sugar was particularly um, like catering to her. I don't know if that's their dynamic where she's always like that, but it did seem as though something maybe had happened that was making her like special attention to her today that day i think i think they're always like that i think i think that's who sugar has learned to be yeah i think that's like her place in the family right got it yeah i mean definitely it just it did seem almost a little but like it was more so that day but 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 maybe you're right maybe it was just normal i did not think the car though that completely caught me by surprise I didn't even feel it mounting to that because I feel like I felt like the steam had already been let out by this from the scene already from her screaming and then from Michael throwing the fork and them fighting that it seemed oh like, my God, it, it, that it seemed like the tension had already been released. So then when she drives through the house with the car, I was like, what the hell is happening? I thought we were winding down. So many layered things that added so much tension on their own that all together it was like it was it was too much one thing that really did make me laugh though is when um i love when sugar's husband comes with the tuna 
in there. <laughs> and they, oh and they throw him out because he's got the eighth fish. And Carmen's like, you know, it's seven fishes, right, Pete? Yeah, I know. That's why I brought this. It's the eighth fish, bro. Oh, what? We can't have one more? That makes absolutely no sense. I mean, I can't even figure the logic of that. <laughs> Whoa, what is that? What is that? Don't tell him. What do you mean, don't tell him? It's nothing. It's nothing. Steve, 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 Stevie, what is that? What is it? You're going to be upset, but his heart was in the right place, Carmen. It's a tuna right. casserole. It's seven fishes. I know. Pete? They didn't communicate. This would make eight fishes. That that would make us assholes, right? I told him that. Swinging Why are you doing this to me? Okay. I, don't let her fucking see it. I, don't let her fucking see it. Did Grandma ever count the fishes? I never, I never. Did we ever have seven? Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, we I don't always think had so. fish and and shrimp and scallops and everything. There was always a lot of different ones, but I don't know if she ever did exactly seven. I don't think we ever counted. It was because they adopted the like, oh, well, no one's going to eat that. So why make it? They, we didn't do it. The Which is so like silly and not true. But. I know. <laughs> Another moment I loved was. You ever have a chocolate covered banana too? Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, drive out here. We actually uh, we passed the stand. My dad used to take me to get them. I swear to God, I could smell them, you know, and him. <laughs> it's weird, right? <laughs> we remember smells. Cologne, you know? Anyway, it's kind of been uh, sitting with me, you know, sitting mm-hmm. on my chest. Yeah. And then that comes back at the, when they're at the restaurant and he serves it to him. Oh, yeah. I love that. That was really that. sweet. Yeah. I will tell you what what I think the weakest part is, Claire. I don't get what their connection is. Obviously, I know they have a history that we haven't seen, but Well, I'll tell you, uh they the show deserves every word they have because somehow they found an actress that he has no chemistry with. <laughs> they must have they must have had to search far and wide to find this woman. She's good too. I've seen her in other stuff. I don't know She's what terrible in this happening. And the only reason we know they have a history is because it's implied, but not because it's felt. I don't feel anything. That scene of them in the grocery store. Thank you, though. But that's how the whole show feels. No, that's not true. Actually. That's <laughs> like, how a lot of the show feels. I disagree. But <laughs> just get your ice cream and go home. We get the the constant mentions that Sugar hates his sister Francie, Francie Fack, and that we don't know what the hell the story is yet. (laughs) I think it's so funny how mad she gets every time her name is mentioned. When when Fack comes to ask if she can come to friends and family dinner, she like, it's right after Richie apologizes to Sugar when they're in the office. He's like... Now, honey, can you get the fuck out of here? You're getting dirt everywhere. Can my sister come to friends and family? <laughs> Francie Fack. Now she can go fuck my love. Is it because of the thing? Or like... What do you think? You Really? Use your brain, babe. Yeah. It's because of the thing. No gavones at friends and family. Francie Fack. So what are you anticipating for season three? What do you think is going to happen? Unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with Claire drama. I hope that... It's a good mix of season one and season two energy. Because one thing I will say is that I did really miss about season two is that it completely shifted from all of them in the kitchen constantly interacting and being together and fighting and all that was completely gone. 
I hope that it back to the normal, like shit's going wrong every single day. And because I, I know that that's there's no way this kitchen and restaurant is is going flawlessly. I mean, there's no that's just not well, the my hope show. is that they can have we can have a couple of episodes where things are going right. I think it's going to be similar to the friends and family night where it, on the surface things do go right. I loved the choice to have the sound be different in the dining room versus the kitchen. Like the music would change every time they walk through the door. Because when they were in the dining room, nobody knew what was going on in the kitchen and no one ever would have any idea that chaos was going on because every person that came in and ate thought it was the greatest thing ever. They said the food was amazing, that the restaurant was perfect and everyone had a great time. So I'm hoping that that's kind of the the vibe where... The restaurant and then we get is, a lot of the yeah that the restaurant is doing well and the reviews are great and they have great success and they're packed and busy and it's doing really well but it's a shit show in the kitchen which which that, will... to me is perfect I hope I hope that's <laughs> what it is but that's what season one was I mean it was a shit show on the outside but they were getting great reviews and had people out the door and were doing really well and the food was amazing I mean that's kind of what season one was so I'm hoping that that's what season three is that we're back to that all right if you enjoyed this episode please share it with someone you think might like it too and leave us a five-star review on apple and on spotify till next time bye